Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Hello everyone, um, it's been a while but we are back, uh, it's Ricky Wilde and Lee Bennett here with a brand new episode of Unsung Heroes and today is a very very special episode, it's going to be uh, in two parts but brought together in, in the same episode if that makes sense because we have um, the synthwave queen in our midst, um, we have Nina with us today, welcome Nina. Hey, thanks for having me. It is so lovely to have you here um, just to be clear, we are all here in person in the room. This yes, is I'm here as well. A virtual <laughs> podcast for once. We're all together in the room. So, what we're going to do today is something really quite special. We're going to talk to Nina about her career and and what she's done so far and how she got her start in music. Um, what her process is, uh, what she does behind the scenes in terms of being an artist. Um, and then we're going to take a lovely segue into something that will come as a, as a bit of a, an announcement midway through, which is really the main reason that we're all here today, because we have some super exciting news and a big reveal for you coming up a little bit later on. So welcome, Ricky. Welcome, Nina. Um, we're going to kick off, as we always do in Unsung Heroes, kind of asking you about where it all began, Nina, in terms of, so you grew up in Germany um what where does music begin for you in terms of what you hear around the house as, as a child and and what sparked that that interest for you in terms of of, of music um yeah I uh, I grew up in Berlin and it started very early actually I remember I had in kindergarten had a little performance um I was very very scared but um I just always had that um ambition to sing I was always singing in the car and uh, we, we did always these long uh, road journeys so I always knew all the lyrics to every song and it was just you so know what was playing what 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 music did your family have around you to influence you I mean it was kind of early 80s without okay. giving away my age too much but <laughs> <laughs> it's around early 80s so um, it was definitely a lot of new wave electronic music um, I listened to a lot of Kim Wilde oh of really course you did <laughs> I mean, honestly, this is not, it's, it's, you know, she was a huge inspiration to me and Nina and, yeah. you know, also Depeche Mode, Kraftwerk. And so um, anyway, so I was in kindergarten, I was about six, I believe. And uh, we did this performance and I sang 
just a song, basically, just a, a German pop song. Oh, okay. And um, I was very scared. I almost didn't do it. But then everyone was clapping their hands, calling my name. And I was like, I guess I just have to do it, right? Um, so I started singing, looking in the f- uh, on the floor. How, just how old were you? Six. Six. Oh. There's a video of it and we lost it. It's oh. Really so, it's so sad because it really was, I feel like it was a very, um, you know, um, strong moment for yeah. me. Yeah. Because uh, I was so shy, but I did it anyway. And afterwards, just seeing everyone clapping and, and, and it was a sad song actually um, the singer is Peter Maffei and the song's called My Child Mein Kind and it's about um, you know um, uh, being a father for the first time and the love you have for your son and wow. so it's very emotional and beautiful lyrics and all the moms were basically crying oh. so just having the feeling of touching someone yeah. with your voice you know um, so you knew there was Amazing. you had a power you had something there was there I just loved could, the connection yeah. you know and I don't think I don't think I was able to sing properly I mean it didn't I don't think it sounded good at all <laughs> you know it's just kind of like uh, child voice but um, but you yeah, conveyed emotion just, clearly yeah. absolutely yeah. To people with what you were doing and that which is the is most the important most, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah most important so that's addictive isn't it so at an early age you had that absolutely. feeling of oh wow I've, I can mm. make people feel something absolutely this really was a very intense moment for me and um, it changed a lot and then I just um, went on to um, I think I was, was like 14 or 15 I did classical vocal lessons for a few years did you like that? not really um, and I realized after a few years it's not really what I want to do it was very interesting and I think I learned a lot yeah. as well just playing with my voice and what you can do with it and do you carry some <clears> of that with you now in terms absolutely of, yeah. I do actually yeah and, and yeah and uh, some of the songs um, that I've recently written there were some operatic things in there a little bit of classical things and okay. then uh, you know just going very high and operatic and a little bit like I always see it um, a big inspiration for me is also uh, Goldfrapp oh, um, yeah. Alison um, she's so talented yeah. it's that kind of a thing you know where I'm just playing with pop and a little bit of classic in terms of vocals and um, but yeah anyway so I did that for for years and um, then I went on to do backing singing for many years. How did that happen? How did that come about? I um, it was kind of like uh, I, I met someone who was who knew the manager of a German pop star at the time she was very big so a bit like Britney Spears for everyone oh, around okay. here but in Germany and um, they, it was actually quite funny because it started me being uh, at her tour being a clown. Oh, wow. Because she loved circus. And um, she everything to do with circus, it's, it's, I think she was kind of born into it. And right. she wanted to, her vision was, to, she wanted someone that looked a little bit like her so she, they can pretend to be her on stage. And all the fans are like, wow, is that Jeanette? And um, it wasn't, basically it was me. But yeah, just having a clown on stage, just a little bit of an act, I guess, you know, something a bit different. So I started that way. And, I'm suddenly um, recalling Howard Jones and his mime. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 Do you remember, was it Jens, I, I want to say? Yeah. yeah, I think that it was. was. Yeah. yeah. Do you remember that? Howard Jones, he was a, a, a 80s synth singer and he had yeah. a mime artist yeah. with him on stage. Right. So okay. that's what All the top of the pops that he yeah. did. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> suddenly came to me. She said, yeah. oh, sorry, carry on. It was, uh, yeah, it was quite funny. And anyway, one of the backing singers fell ill. And then the manager asked me if I want to jump in because, oh, I heard that you can sing as well. Would you like to try it? And that's kind of how it all started. Then I was in, um, you know, we did Viva, which is like MTV and um, uh, the Dome, Super Bravo Super Show, big, big uh, top of the pops. Mm. Yeah. 
Um, that was amazing. But how was that seeing yourself on national TV? Oh, amazing. Yeah. I felt really good. And I feel like that's really when I was like, I want to do this for the rest of my life. I want to be on stage, you know. I want to perform. I want to uh, connect with the audience. And, um, yeah, so that's kind of how it all started. That, that was when I was about 18, so there's no secret, like some people will have been part of a girl band or a group. There's no group that Nina was once a part of. I mean, that, that all happened more when I came to London. Okay. So I did a lot of things where I was um, in, ba- in bands, um, trying things out, okay. uh, doing a little bit more dance or pop rock or something like that. I did a f- few things in London, for sure. So what happens, What what's what's the leap from being a backing vocalist to go, where, what's the journey from that, from being a backing vocalist to going, okay, I want this to be more than that? I think it was quite natural, actually. It was, um, I, I was very comfortable being in the background and doing backing singing. And um, it, would, it just basically came to an end. So I had to find a new journey. And then I was basically thinking, maybe I should do something on my own. And uh, that's when I came to London and, you know, did a lot of experience. And I guess I just, you know, had a bit of more confidence to think maybe I should try a solo career. It wasn't easy, though. I mean, I must say I was always so, so nervous going on stage. I would be sick a week or two weeks before. Mm. I re- it really didn't come natural to be the lead singer. To be at the front, yeah. yeah. It's a totally different thing, isn't it, from yeah, being it a backing is. vocalist? It really, really is. You yeah, know, suddenly yeah. everyone is looking at you. And is, it, yeah. you. is it that yeah. attention? Is it the, is it the pressure of being the person carrying the project rather 100%. than... Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. 100%. Terrifying. It's, it's a, it really so is some terrifying. people won't get that. They'll see that you know we're well, still on stage. There's still all the people looking at you, but it's the it's the pressure element. Yeah, a hundred percent. So lyrics, you know, you're doing everything, and it's just uh, oh, Ricky sound. Never about getting the lyrics right. <laughs> oh. we, we don't we don't worry about things like never get right. never get them right. That's fine. <laughs> I can't mean, believe I've been getting away with it for so long. Yeah. <laughs> you can just come up with something else, you know, saying sometimes it's just, a, I don't know, a random word that you come up with. No one notices it. It's just, you know, just pretend it didn't happen. Oh. I so know how, I know how to play with that. But. How do you find your sound? So, okay, so you've been a backing vocalist in a, for, for a pop act. When you're thinking about Nina as an artist, what? how do you begin to, to find your sound in terms of, you know, what's the inspiration for, for the first version of Nina as a solo artist? Um, I mean, I feel like that was the thing that took the longest to find myself as an artist and to find my sound. And um, it was probably when I released We Are The Wild Ones in 2013 that things changed for me. And I, re- I felt very connected with the sound. And I met a band called Hunters A Horse. I connected with Aztec Records. And we just all connected really well. We had the same vision. Synthwave was kind of bubbling. Then, it was, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. It was like underground, and 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 it just felt really because also it obviously touches on you know the kind of eighties electronic yeah. um, elements, and that's what I grew up with. So it was like it's something that gradually I started to get a bit more confident doing. Um, I I think working with other people. Um, when I started it was more like here's a song and sing it and um, I was happy to do that but then I realized quickly that um, you're not really as connect with a song Um, if you've written their lyrics it's a complete different experience and I think um, at the time we we worked um, Lau for Mastic Records and I worked with Hunt as a Horse for the first two EPs um, I think we just um, separated went um, different ways with the band um, who are writing who actually wrote uh, the two EPs. And um, 
so we kind of were uh, pushed into write something yourself. Yeah. You know, and you can do it. And so Beyond Memory happened. Yeah. That's when we collaborated with Sunglasses Kid and yeah. a really cool band from Devon called The Levity. Yeah. Who wrote it with us? And um, were you all together? We were all together time? in Devon, yeah. actually. Wow. Um, I mean, the Levity Lau and I, and Sunglasses Kid had basically the the the, the main idea, um, the the instrumental beyond memory, and then we all worked on it, um, the lyrics and the, at the top line and things like that. And but I think this was kind of when I started to be. We actually used um, my idea, my lyrics, um, the first kind of idea in the first draft when it's kind of about a relationship and how um, it can completely break you and um, you feel like someone's ripping out your heart and you feel numb and that was kind of like the the starting point for the idea behind Be Your Memory and that's, um, a, that's now a classic that's yeah. a classic song <laughs> it is it's very memory. popular it I has it. Uh, like millions of views on yeah. uh, or plays on, on Spotify which is lovely which is amazing so that's kind of how it started and then it just gradually I started to write more and more and then I split up um, with my previous label uh, Aztec Record just before the pandemic hit and um and and that's when i really was just you're on your own now you gotta you know and um i started to write you know i was sent some instrumentals and some songs and i just um threw myself in there and i realized i can i can really make this work so my lyrics you, are in good in your head when you when you go to 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 make a song mm. what what drives you is it a case of okay i've got a theme a message there's mm. something i want to write about and that comes out or is it a case you hear a melody or you hear a piece of music and mm. go oh now it makes me think of this and that's what i'm going to write about or can it be both it can be both but more so the second Second one. Okay. Um, so you're I, inspired by the music yeah, that you hear absolutely. to write. Absolutely, and I just let it take over. It's very rarely um, um, premeditated. Okay. It's it's really more like um, very often. Actually, recently, I will send an instrumental or an idea, and um, I play the song. Actually, I don't hear the song before I start recording it um, or writing to it. It's it's very spontaneous. I play it, I have my headphones on, I've got the microphone, and I just start singing. Okay. And uh, within five minutes, hopefully, if I connect with a song, it's it's, it's there. there. The ideas and it just comes then. Um, you know, obviously, it's usually just some gobbledygook. Is it a visual first. thing? Mm. So, like, you hear the music and you see something as well as hearing something? We've talked to people before mm. who have very visual experiences they're already not having seen a video necessarily but they're seeing colors or there's there's shades that appear to them as they're hearing something for the first if for time. me visually maybe less so it's more like emotions okay it's like i tap into something maybe something that i forgot forgot yeah. that was there like a trigger almost yeah, yeah i think it's more that it's just emotions pure emotions and not even thinking yeah. actually and then the lyrics just um that's when I, I think when the melody is there, I just and, and, and sing some vowels or some kind of weird words. Mm. It sounds like something. And then then the story slowly builds. And it's like, OK, I think I feel like I'm in the mood of singing about a, a hopeful love runaway story or yeah. something or whatever it may be. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's yeah. When you write songs, Ricky, if you provide an instrumental or a backing track to somebody and say go here have this see what what mm. works for you is it really odd with what they then come back with if it's so far removed really from what you've 
Because so even though you've yeah, written the really music, strange. you probably still yeah. have some idea in your head of what you might be been feeling when yeah. you wrote it. When someone then comes back with something that's like, my God, that's not what I saw. For yeah, yeah, song. yeah. Uh, there's a, a track um, that, that I wrote a little while ago that I sent to Nina, funny enough, and and the title of it was, um, I think it started yesterday. And uh, and for me, that was kind of like, it, it's all about when you fall in love with someone, you, don't, you can't really pinpoint the actual moment that you fell in love with them, but you just wake up one day and you suddenly realize you're in love with them and so that and i thought i think it started yesterday but i'm not really sure kind of vibe that is where my head was and i thought oh that could be really good as a title so so i sung that in the melody in the demo that i sent to nina and said look this is the rough idea that i've got have a have a listen to what you, what, you, what you think she goes oh yeah okay yeah yeah great so about um, a couple of weeks later, she sends back and she goes, I've chosen a title, by the way. I thought, all oh, right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> to what? To what? We all need to know now. Oh, no, we can't say. Okay. Can we, we'll, we'll talk about we'll this talk later, about later, shall we? Yeah. <laughs> so let's, let's fast forward a bit. So you've, you've settled in London. Um, you've released two incredible albums on, on, on Aztec that, that has, has seen you um, rise to be to be you know, named the queen of synthwave. You're, you're heading the genre, which must come <laughs> with a fair bit of pressure in terms of, of, of how you feel. Yeah. So you move back home t- to Germany, as you say, following COVID and all sorts of other stuff that happened. So, and you're thinking, now what do I do? Mm. Let's tell the tail end of the Synthian story in terms of what I think were the last couple of songs um, that got added to Synthian. And there is, um, this is the legend, the story that, that we, that we've, that some people will know and some people won't in terms of how Ricky and Nina came to be. Because for people that won't know, on Nina's Cynthian album, there are two um, compositions that, that Nina and Ricky worked on together that made the record. And that was their first time working together where we are sat now in, in that studio. Mm. So how did that happen? How does the godfather of, of pop and synth <laughs> come exactly. together with the queen of synthwave. How does that relationship happen? You just need to know someone called Lee who's talking <laughs> yeah, to us yeah. right now. <laughs> well, yeah, a tiny, a tiny part. Well, I'll, I'll start it. I'll yes. start the story. So uh, Lee phones me up and every now and again we, we go to um, the odd gig here and there and we've been to some amazing gigs. Goldfrapp, funnily enough, when you mentioned Goldfrapp. Yeah, yeah, we we've, we've been yep. to loads of bands. <laughs> and, um, and so he phoned up and he said, look, there's a, an amazing uh, gig happening at Scala um, in King's Cross. Did you want to come to it? It's The Midnight, who we are all fans yeah. of. And um, so I said, yeah, that sounds really good. I said, so what do you want to do? Do you want to, should we meet up there beforehand? And, um, and we have a, you know, a, a, a bite to eat and then we'll go in and go to the gig. So he said, yeah, we'll do that. So we went to Five Guys, I think we it did. was. We did have a Five Guys. <laughs> and, um, so we went into Five Guys and having our chips and our burger and having a little chat about life. Perfect and gig prep. Um, Absolutely. And it. at that point, I think I'd just finished Here Come the Aliens album with Kim and it was kind of um, in that that moment where it's all done and I had a like, kind of a bit of time off and um, so Lee said so what are you doing now the album's finished whatever you're working with are you going to be working on another album or are you going to do some anything else you know and I said well I don't know I'll probably have a little bit of time off actually and um, and so he said he said but have you thought about like working with other artists and stuff and writing and I thought well yeah I suppose I could do but I don't know I don't know who and obviously, Lee is now my pimp. 
That's what we the pop pimp. The pop pimp. He's my pop pimp. So he's my pop pimp. Yeah, that's he him. He's my pop pimp. So um, I will whore him out for anything. uh, Yeah, and and I would gladly be that whore um, for him. And so um, so he said he said well I'll tell you who you should work with and it would be amazing if you did. And I said who's that? And he said well remember that amazing track that I sent you a little while ago, Beyond Memory, uh, Nina. And I said, oh, yeah, love that track. Yeah, love that. Um, love that idea. So, yeah, may- maybe you can make it happen, Lee. Who knows? <laughs> so we walked out of Five Guys, and then we, as we walk up to the venue, there's a massive queue outside waiting to go into the gig to see The Midnight. And there's uh, a white jacket that was kind of flashing halfway through the queue. And Lee gives me a nudge, and he says, you're not going to believe who that is in the, in the queue. I think that is actually Nina. And there you were, in the middle of the queue. <laughs> and I'm going to let Lee take over from oh, this yes. point. Yes. So we're in the queue, and we spot Nina, and I say, that's her. And, and initially we're like, no, it can't be. That's, this is ridiculous. We've just been talking about her. It's too, it's too much of a coincidence. The fact you're wearing a jacket that says Nina on the back <laughs> exactly. is a bit of a giveaway. <laughs> so we realise it is you. We don't think any more of it, other than me saying to Ricky, you know, you've, we've really got to, to talk to, to this to this woman and you've got to work together and Ricky being the humble legend that he is no 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 don't I don't want I don't don't do that it's you know I, she, why would she want to do that no and I'm like please anyway <laughs> so we go into the venue and we're having a look at the merch and having a mooch about and buying a drink and whatnot and we go in and I think we're watching Savoir Adore who I remember being the support act and they were great fun and we stood quite near the back I think of the flat floor in the Scala and I looked and Ricky's on my right I look to my left no word of a lie standing two feet away from me is Nina <laughs> so I hadn't met Nina before but we'd messaged back and forth a bit because I blogged about you many yeah. many many times over over the previous songs yeah. and stuff um, and so I thought well I'm going to go and say hello even if you're not Ricky Wilde you can stay there <laughs> <laughs> so I said hi Nina I'm Lee from the Teases and Dares blog and you knew who I was which was lovely and we had a lovely chat and I said can I introduce you to my friend Ricky Wilde and your immediate reaction I can remember your face you were like that Ricky Wilde and I was like that Ricky Wilde and before in true pimp fashion in true yeah, pimp yeah, fashion exactly. and before I could control the, the brain and the mouth combo of how they worked anyway, he'd love to work with you <laughs> and I could see Ricky's face like oh I want the world the ground to open up and swallow me up so I moved sideways yeah, moved Ricky yeah. that way yeah. to, to talk to you and I think the legend is that a week later, you're in this studio cutting Runaway? I think, I think it or went they gave it, up kind on of us? like um, I was just asking, uh, I remember asking Nina how, how things are going, what you're up to. And she goes, Oh, we're doing an album at the moment as it happens. And I said, All right. And uh, is it all written and done? She goes, No, we're, we're two tracks short. So, of course, I just thought, Well, I, if you want to. If you fancy come down to the studio and doing a bit of writing and maybe, uh, you know, write a couple of tracks, and I thought maybe I'd get one track on the mm. album. And then um, Nina came down with Laura about a week later, I think it was. Really yeah, quite it was quick. Really it was quick. very quick, yeah. It was yeah. just the perfect timing. Yeah, and um, and the first one we wrote was Run Away, and that mm. came really quick, really quickly. That is so um, many people's favourite song on the it, album. It is, yeah. Oh, it is, yeah. Well, that's it's lovely great. to hear. Um, and the other one was Gave Up On Us, which um, which I was also very, very proud of. Well, both of them. But, yeah. Um, uh, yeah, but that was really lovely, the way that all came about. It's very organic. Yeah, and, and like I say, they are... 
two, I think so many people run away as a standout track on, yeah. on the record. So, so that plants the seed, doesn't it, in terms of where we're going to go next. So, so Cynthia comes out, off we go. Eventually Nina moves back to Germany, goes back home, um, starts thinking about what next. Mm. And you think maybe, so it's, is it time for Nina 3? So third album. Yeah. Who should I start maybe writing with again? You've obviously developed a nice little rapport. Um, shall I do the reveal at this point in time? Shall we? Shall let's we, let's we, do it. Shall and, we do it? I think you should do it, Lee. Yes. Because you were the, the, the master that made all this, <laughs> yeah. the maestro. You know, the pop pimp. The pop pimp. The pop pimp. <laughs> I, I pimped to the max on this one. So I'm really genuinely honoured to tell you that um, in the next couple of months, the world is going to be introduced to Ricky Wilde times Nina. We have a whole album not a single, not an EP. We have an album of truly the most stunning pop music that you're going to hear this year. And I am not exaggerating when I tell you folks this. So, Nina, do you want to tell a little bit about the story in terms of, of how it went from maybe being Nina 3 mm. to actually being a fully fledged Nina times Ricky album and then I'll let you maybe do the album title reveal because I think that we've hinted at what you it do, could be <laughs> so so when's the moment Nina when you think do you know what what we've got going on here is something a bit different to what I thought yeah I think um well yeah so I was thinking Nina album three and uh, Ricky and I were always in touch um during the time of course and you know we started becoming good friends and um I think it was always a thing where you know you know, ah, I've got an instrumental, you know, should I send it to you? Do you feel like you want to sing on it? Um, let's be creative together still. And so we kind of worked on a few songs and I thought that could be for my Nina album three. And uh, we just, I think we were both so inspired and it was just more and more songs. And then before we knew it, it was a whole album basically. And I just felt like there's so much of both of our worlds in there. This has got to be a collaboration album. And um, that's kind of in a nutshell you know, what this is about. and um, But yeah, it was a very, um, I think we started maybe 2021. And it was a great escape because obviously times were very tough and, and strange and scary. And um, But yeah, I think we just, it just all fe feels very natural. And, um, and it's so much fun. Obviously, not being in the same room was a experience for us a little bit different because we had previously yeah. obviously been in the same room together yeah I, and for me that was a, a totally different mm. but but with the lockdown you know we weren't allowed to to go out or do you have we all had our own bubbles and all that kind of stuff that was going down madness looking yeah. back on it yeah. um but but obviously that's the only way we could work um and I'd never written like that before, really. So it was it was a little bit a bit of a strange, but it it really worked. Yeah. And it's, yeah. it's a lovely process for me to be in, in my studio here and and just come up with a melody idea and come up with a few chords and whack down a rough demo mm. with a few lyric ideas which I thought could work well. Send them off to yeah. to, to Nina and then. Get, get these amazing vocals back and but obviously sometimes the key would be wrong you know so she said well I'd, I'd like you to bring up five semitones or whatever or that happens a lot yeah my yeah. voice is quite <laughs> yeah, yeah, high yeah and um or or down a couple of tones or whatever yeah. it, it, but but and then i would just change all the, the you know all the midi and stuff and get it all happening um 
and key my vocal up as well to, to so give yes, her a to rough clear, idea. Ricky Wilde is singing on this record. Absolutely, yes. Yeah, yeah. Beautiful, beautiful vocals. Oh, I think we sound you. great together. It sounds so powerful. I think people were quite surprised in a really pleasant way yeah. when Pop Don't Stop came out as a single for Kim's yeah. um, previous record because Ricky features on that as a vocalist and, and loads of folks were like, where have you been hiding this yeah. voice? <laughs> Why aren't you singing more? You know, exactly. and, and the beautiful tone to his voice comes out, yeah. which everyone will get to hear across a number oh, of the tracks on well, this Well, that's lovely to hear. Th- thank you very much. But it's, n- it's, nev- it's never... Uh, being an artist and a producer is a two t- totally different things mm. and, and, and a writer, obviously. But I, I, I love writing, I love production, uh, but I've never had any aspirations to be an artist. So, uh, so for what me, was your was... response? So when Nina calls and goes, do you know what, Rick? I don't <laughs> think this is Nina 3. I think this is something else. Yeah, yeah it, was, it was a shock. I, I, I was shocked. Um... <laughs> And it, it a kind good shock. Of, uh, yeah, no, I, I was deeply flattered, of course, and um, but it's not something I had, I'd ever thought of. Um, for me, I was just so used to just you know do, doing my doing what I do, and um, to to suddenly be asked to do something that I, that's totally outside my comfort zone was a little bit scary. But also, it was kind of like, do you know what? I'm, I'm at my time of my life now where I, why would why would I say no to something like that to work with most amazing vocalist and beautiful person and just have oh. the the opportunity <laughs> of of having you know something. It was to a be really it proud moment, of, you know. Yeah. It was a, it was a fuck it, let's do it. Uh, yeah, 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 it was. I just thought, well, why not? You know, there's absolutely no reason not to, mm-hmm. and um, and so yeah, I, I I fully embraced it, and I'm so glad I did because we're we've had so much fun since then, and and we've, you know, uh, I'm really proud of what what we've, we've what we've achieved. You know, the, the, I've been very very lucky <coughs> to be a fly on the wall virtually through the creative process, hearing different versions of the songs. Oh, you've, as, you've as been an integral part emerge. of it. Emerge, I'm oh, not dear. sure about that. But, um, but it's, I've watched you both grow as the record has developed in terms of, you know, I've said several times to you, Ricky, you've played me something, I'm like, you've got something out of Nina here, vocally, mm-hmm. lyrically, yeah, that is just, she's she's gone up a notch in every <laughs> sense of what she's done. And you, I feel you've pulled that from her. But I'd speak to Ricky, and you probably don't know this, Nina, but I'd speak to Ricky sometimes and he'd be like, oh my God, her attention to detail, it's unreal, I love it. But he genuinely loved it. He's like, I she's do. so I specific oh, when she gives me yeah. feedback like at three minutes 14 I want more yeah, of this I'm like very, very particular <laughs> yeah. especially because it's like very but very but he loved it he <laughs> loved all of that he was like I'm so into the fact that her attention to detail is is that matches mine in terms of yeah. you know and but but also because um, you know sometimes you'll pe- people when they're coming in with with constructive uh, criticism mm-hmm. it's 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 not very specific, so you don't really know what they're, what they're saying. Or, mm. you know, they say, oh, I, I hear it a little bit rounder or yeah. a, a little what bit... What does that mean? You know, and it's kind of like... <laughs> I, I, I just find that a, a bit confusing sometimes. And But when you have someone like Nina that says, um, you know, at three minutes 14, there's a really weird noise. Or, <laughs> my, or my, my vocal seems to be a little bit strange there. Just have it, you know, was my breath a little bit too loud at this yeah, point? And you just like, what? <laughs> and and, um, 
and then the yeah was it a bit sibilant, sibilant here and there and, and it's kind of oh right okay so it's really specific and it yeah. really helped me to to see where where she was how she was how mm. she wanted to hear it and um and that made my life so much easier yeah. and yeah you were such a good sport as well like i never felt like because you know sometimes it can be people are finding it a little bit I don't know, oh, there's more work to do, or, you know, oh, she's too much of a diva, I don't know, you know, <laughs> I, don't, I never felt like I could always tell you everything, and you you always, you know, did it just the way I wanted it, mm. and without any, you know, so th I really appreciate it, it was the most humbling experience working with you, it yeah. really was. You can, when people hear this record, which they will very soon, we'll talk more about that in a second, you will hear it is the meeting of two musical worlds. It is, it's mm -hmm. the, you made the, such the right call on this, Nina, in terms of it is 50% yeah. an equal partnership and you can hear so much of Ricky, you can hear so much of you across all of the songs, even if one of you might be more obvious on the track, when you listen yeah. more deeply, you'll yeah. hear the influence of the other. Yeah coming through in the song with something really significant within it might be a small part of the song but it's a really significant yeah. part of the song um, and the way that it comes together so i feel we need to do the title reveal at this point in time so ricky wild times nina's debut album we say that because then we will lead to there being another one please in the future <laughs> <Please>. <laughs> is going to be called should we do it together, together? <laughs> <laughs> all right shall we three for Scala Hearts. Yeah. Um, obviously, an ode to the Scala where we met um, at, in that queue. What? I mean, it couldn't be a more apt title. Yeah. So, we are definitely happy uh, for the people that work at Scala to have us there perform our. Uh, oh, yes, please. <laughs> we'll be there. We'll yes. be there. Launch gig, please. <laughs> yeah, it, it, was, it was such a magical night as it turned out to be. Who knew? You know, yeah. none of us knew what was going to come, but it, yeah. it, that's such a beautiful title for 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 the record so what we're going to do now is have a little bit of a special treat for everybody because we can give you a run through and a little bit of a track by track of the songs that you're going to get to hear so let's start with what's going to be the first single and i just i know it's a podcast and i know i'm going to say these words you've no idea how much this song is going to blow everyone away <laughs> because it was um the first time i heard it i knew it was special it had a bit of a significant tweak that we'll talk about in a minute in terms of what happened to a, a very specific part of the song which has elevated it further so shall i do the reveal of the first single the debut single by ricky wild times nina is going to be called la dreamers tell us about the song we pretty much finished the album i thought the album was complete But it felt like an extended EP because there was like one of the tracks, um, which we'll talk about later on, there was a seven inch version and there was also an extended version. And I just thought it would be nice if we could have an extra track rather than have two tracks of the like same. Balance. Yeah. yeah. And at that point, I said to you, I said, Lee, I think maybe I should come up with one more track. And you said, are you sure? Uh, yeah, you sure? It's all, it's I all sounding... talked everybody out of this one. It's all sounding <laughs> so good as it is. Why change it? I was just I... being impatient. Uh, <laughs> it's ready. Let's get it out. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought, well, I'll, I'll, I'll give it a go. And we'll, and nothing to lose. So let's try and um, come up with one more. And within... I think 
two days, I think, uh, LA Dreamers came up really, really quickly. Yeah, uh, quite one, one of those songs that, you know, like most of the best ones do, come really quickly. So, so did you write the music for that one and send Nina a, 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 a backing track? Or did you yeah, to- I was listening to Lost in Love, um, the album by Pensacola Mist, which I absolutely love. And um, there's a few tracks on there that really inspired me. And that, that was kind of the main inspiration musically for it and, and lyrically, actually the whole LA thing and mm. um, so that was kind of like where, where where the inspiration came the main inspiration came from and then I demoed it and sent it over to Nina and Nina um Hey I'm Ryan Reynolds recently I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation they said yes and then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two year contracts they said what the f- are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Yeah, I think I wrote the first verse and then Nina I, I said, now this is the bit where you sing <laughs> and you, you come up with your Sorry, lyric. Sorry, write some words, please. <laughs> you, <laughs> you do your bit now. And um, the idea behind lyrically for me was me and Nina like sitting over a, a, a mountain overlooking LA and just seeing the lights sort of like gl- mm. glistening in the, in the distance. And it was co- almost like a, a love song to LA. Yeah. You know, mm. it's... It's beautiful and it's broken, but it's mm. it's fucked up, but yeah. it's fucking amazing, yeah. you know. And um, so I kind of like portrayed that over to Nina, and I said, "So this is roughly where I'm coming from with this." And what did and you then, think? Um, what did what did you think when you heard it? Oh my god! Time? I mean, every time he sends me something, it's just amazing. So I was like, I, I cannot wait to record and sing some vocals, and you know, I, I mean, what I'm singing is a little bit. You know, kissing him backseat. That's not yeah. what I was saying. <laughs> it's <laughs> yeah. a saucy little number. <laughs> so I took that then for me. It just became something like you know those old Hollywood movies where yes. you see the couples in the car yeah. looking, you know, yeah. the, the mountain the cliffs there and the glamour of that. But it's you know it's romantic and it can be a little sexy, but it's also very dreamy. And like you say, yeah. it's LA. You know, we both love LA and it's mm. broken, but it's beautiful and there's so much hope there. And yeah, yeah. So I got to hear uh, an early cut of it and Ricky had recorded I think it was you had recorded this um, it was meant to sound like a radio DJ kind of voice um, in the middle of the track like an announcer and when I heard it I was like this needs to be bolder it's it's 
it, go for it. Don't mm. don't hide it in the track. It, it could really elevate it. And so, what happened, Ricky? In terms well, of the, yeah, the perfect well, twist of fate. Yeah, it was um, a wonderful moment. Obviously, I work a lot with Kimmy, and we do loads and loads of gigs um, with with the Kim Wilde Band, and and we have an amazing time. And we were offered a cruise, uh, an eighties cruise, um, in Mexico, and it was a fantastic gig. We were out there for a week, um, and when we got there, we were kind of like ushered onto the onto the boat on a, on this minibus and i was sitting on the minibus and uh, i just heard this voice this american voice and it just sounded so rich and gorgeous and i just thought that's the voice that's the voice that we need on this record it turned out the guy's name is brad williams and he has his own podcast called stuck in the 80s and he was going to be on the boat with us and he was going to be interviewing and and, um, introducing some of the acts that were playing live i just thought his voice was incredible so anyway so we got off the off the bus and i saw him and i winged my way over <laughs> and I said I hope you don't mind me um, introducing myself but I'm Ricky Wilde we're doing this we're doing the album we need the vocal on there and your voice would be unbelievable on it if you're up for doing it and and he just looked at me and said I think I've just found my new best friend <laughs> <laughs> and we had a big hug and we had a little uh, it was a very nice moment and um, and then I sent him the backing track and I said look this is the rough idea and I said if, if you can just come up with any words that you think would fit in that bit mm. and um, and bless him he, he just came up with a few ideas and the ones that, that finished up on there were just so perfect for the for the, Just wait for the track it's, oh it's it's, it's so uh, beautiful and and he's perfect. such a lovely soul and he's very open he's very trusting which is um uh, qualities that i really love in people mm-hmm. so um he's just a great great energy for the album and it's really the the track that probably describes the album the the, the most in terms of it's the most equal song it feels like almost it's got so much mm-hmm. of both of you in yeah, it yeah. yeah the vocal is shared it's the it's probably the least synth wave in a way and the most pure pop moment i think on on the record for me mm. that's what yeah, hit me. yeah. but the melody yeah. is it's just going to be in your heads when you hear it and we think it might be as soon as a couple of weeks mm. from 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 now we're not quite sure when this is going to go out but let's say august let's be confident and say that it's going to be hitting streaming services in August. So, yep. LA Dreamers, the yep. first single from Ricky Wild Times Nina. So, as we move through um, some of the other songs on the album, um, there is uh, one of the tracks, it's probably one of my favourites as well. It's a beautiful track called Causeway. And Nina, I think it is your best vocal that, that we've heard from you. Thank you. On record <laughs> so far. Um, as I say, Ricky pushed you, I think, with this, and you just go somewhere with it. Tell us about Causeway and what that one means to you. Causeway, um, it's kind of like uh, being a searcher and finding out truth, but also it's um, a very romantic song. So maybe perhaps when you're a little bit scared to, um, you know, you, you, you're in love and you, you worry to lose them or you, you feel, um, you know, to, to commit yourself, it's, it's like a big deal. And maybe you're a bit scared of that. So it's kind of a few things. But for me, it was a lot about finding your own truth and just being a searcher and, and in life and... So yeah, it's it's a it's a very um, it's kind of a hopeful song though. Um, and the causeway um, word 
where, where does the causeway come from? What, I didn't did even you know what the causeway it? was. No, we were talking like, what's the causeway? <laughs> what's the causeway? Where did, and, where did the word come see, from? See, this is a song that I think it started yesterday. That's This is yeah, the song. Yeah, exactly. Um, um, oh. So, and so when, when it, when, when it came back as causeway. When it came back as causeway, it's kind of like, hey, what? What? What's a fucking causeway? <laughs> and then um, once once we found out what it was, I think it was you actually like, asked me, didn't you? What, yeah, yeah. what does what that actually causeway? mean? <laughs> so where did it come? Where did the word come from? So for you? actually, so there's the band called Causeway. There, yeah, there are. Yes, I love Causeways. Yes. And I absolutely adore them. They're on Italian Still Better on the label. And uh, it's, a, it's, a, uh, it's, um, it's a duo. And the songs are absolutely incredible. I, mm. I love their, their writing, their singing, their production. And um, it was the time when I was really just um, into, into their songs and listening a lot of it. And I just, when I first started, I didn't know what Coswell meant either. So I guess mm. I just Googled. Wow. And, and, and then it just kind of it happened around that time. And I felt like that's kind of a nice, you know, being that kind of inner searcher. And Causeway, just, I, I just had that vision of um, walking along the Causeway and, and trying to, just streaming and trying to find your own truth yeah. and, and what life means and, and what love means and things like that. And that's kind of how the title came about. I just thought I was perfect to the song. I just felt like the, the, the melody and the, the, the feeling of the song, Causeway was the perfect title for it. Yeah, and it was beautiful. And thank God you did change <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah, because it's a much better title. It's a beautiful song. It's, it started it's, yesterday. It's, it's pretty good too. Nah, it just felt like not quite as good though. Causeway's a tiny bit snappier. Yeah, a little bit snappier. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We can agree with. It's it's not a ballad, but it's one of the slower songs. Yeah. But it's just so moving, and and I've heard it a lot, and it still <clears> gets to me every time that I hear it. It's still got such a beautiful. Emo- emotional reaction that I get when I'm listening to it and I know everyone will feel the same so um, the next track now this is an interesting one um, 80s fans real hardcore 80s fans are going to love this so this is one of my favourite 80s songs that people really don't give enough credit to because I think the act that recorded it were a bit dismissed as being a bit throwaway perhaps they weren't very cool I was talking to Nina earlier on and, and sort of explaining the history of, of, of the group so the, the, the band were Dollar um, had loads of hits in the UK, but were thought of as a bit cheesy in, in the day, despite having some top-notch production and, and whatnot around them. And the song of theirs I've always loved is Videotech. Mm. And I've always heard Nina singing Therese's vocal of Videotech. Yeah. There's something about your voices that I just think had a similarity. Yeah. And yeah. tell us about Videotech and, uh, and how you approached it, Rick, as well. Well, I remember ages ago, Lee, you, you flagged that up to me and said, Rick, I really hear Nina singing this as a duet. I thought maybe with Ollie Ride. In my head, it was always going to be Ollie because I just love his voice and I love him as a vibe. And I thought he would be so cool with with uh, with Nina. Um, but obviously, at that point, it, we we needed like some more tracks, and I thought that maybe that could be the cover that we we put on um, on on the album. And so. I had an idea straight away how how the production should sound and with some nice meaty huge, guitars way, and huge production. yeah to yeah, and make amazing. it a little bit rockier and and we've added like guitar solo and it's yes, it kind of so got a, a it's a it's a different vibe to the original. Um, <laughs> Uh, it's a bit tougher, um, but it's I do. Got so I, much attitude. Uh, yeah, I, I do love it, and it's. Um, I'm very proud of it how it's all turned out. So, and so to uh, be clear, that singer that we're talking about is Ricky Wilde. In case anyone's wondering, it's Ricky <laughs> and Nina singing <laughs> Videotech together. Together, and, yeah. and it just will blow you away. I mean, I do yeah. have the song stuck in my head 
all the time, every day. For some, it's so. I mean, it's it's a brilliant song to begin with, but it's it really was such a cool idea to cover that. It's yeah. it's a perfect cover for the album. And what with a your genius! Production, <laughs> yeah. What a genius you <laughs> Thank are, you, Lee. <laughs> Thank you, Lee. <laughs> the word as well. I'm all about a good yes. word for yeah. a title. Video tech. If there isn't a word that couldn't be more like early eighties than video yeah. tech. However, it's, it's spelled. However, Ricky yeah. spells it. Um, <laughs> We have a slight, slight a spelling th- issue. Okay. <laughs> th. <laughs> well, yeah, you. That's all fun. What's an H between friends? Um, but it, yeah, it's uh, it's it was begging to be covered. It's one of those songs that just people don't pick up on. And I I've mean, always do, do, loved do, do, it. I've always loved Dollar. I mean, obviously, yeah. Trevor, Trevor's production yeah. was, was absolutely astonishing on on all their stuff. They've got some yeah. great um, tunes in there. Mirror, mirror for me is yeah. probably one of the best pop songs. Of all time, yeah, it's actually, it's it's up. It's just incredibly well thought out and beautifully programmed. And but and the combination of their voices too, you know, David, yeah, David yeah. had a, a pretty full-on, powerful, belty yeah, kind of voice. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Therese's was was very soft, yeah. and that's what I heard. It that's was like yeah, that's that, this is doing. you two. Yeah. This is this was me, this was born, you know, born to be this way. So yeah. you're not going to be disappointed, people, when you hear Video Tech 2023. Woo-hoo! Trust Yay! me. <laughs> <laughs> and 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 there might be some visuals for it. Might, might be a video. Yeah, might be a video. Might be. Might be. That would be exciting. <laughs> okay, so that's very exciting. So let's keep going through. Fade me in. Tell me about fade me in. Mm, very dramatic. Mm. That it one. is yeah, very, very dramatic. dramatic. I think it's like. I mean, I love them all. Of course, they're all very special. But for some reason, I think fade me out. Fade me out. Actually. <laughs> We've I know I keep calling it change. Fade Me In. Everyone is calling Fade Me In or Fading Me Out. No, no, it's just Fade Me Out. <laughs> I think in the way that it's tagged on my iTunes in the file that I've been given. Uh, yeah. There you go, there you go, it's not your fault. It's uh, called Fade Me Out. Fade Me yeah, Out is, it's I me think again. it's my favourite song on the album. It's the my one that probably favorite. changed the most, I think, in terms of it's had the most yes. progression from what it yeah, started as. Yeah. So what came first with, with this one in terms of who who led the way with with this well i i came up with a backing track and i i've been listening to um some stuff on or watching stuff on tiktok and instagram oh get ricky he's so down with the kids i'm so down with the (laughs) kids kids. and um and there was a bit of music that came on on tiktok that i was that i heard that that kind of inspired it and i just loved the chords and i just thought oh let's see if i can do something like that and so i just programmed something up and um i have this amazing plugin um that has uh, these big mad orchestral drums Mm. and i just thought that it'd be lovely to have yeah i love that that. yeah and so i like the idea of having like a really down moment in the verses but then suddenly come out of it to a big crash yeah. and something really dramatic it's like a and storm. then it feels yeah. like a thunderstorm it, yeah. it does yeah and then stop dead and go back into the you know I wanted it to be like very um yeah very it's a bit dramatic rock opera. yes yes so um so that's kind of like the the inspiration behind it um i didn't really have any um specific lyric uh, ideas for it um I had a few ideas, and I, I sent those over to Nina and said, look, this is roughly where I'm going with it. And some of the lyrics that I'd written then and sang did uh, finish up being in the master. Mm. Um, but some of them were changed, and Nina again came back with some with changes, um, which I wasn't expecting. 
which just turned it around from from being it's definitely some, changed the most that song hasn't yeah it, from what it started yeah. as yeah so it's um also just a very i feel like the way you wrote it and and the and the lyrics you had as well already they just kind of um hit home because to me it was kind of um the fear of letting someone go and i was going through a very a dramatic breakup and a long relationship and just um you know just basically being ready to be yourself again and that that's kind of what the song means to me it's mm. it's kind of um you know standing on your own feet and um just just letting go of something that doesn't serve you anymore that yeah. isn't good for you so that's why it's a very personal song and then just just yeah like you say i mean it's just such an epic song it but it's really very emotional is. as well yeah. so yeah that's kind of what it's a huge one again and, and shows the contrast across the record i think that's really important for people to know none of the songs sound like each other mm. they've all got their own personality and their own sound to, to some degree they they stand alone you're gonna each i think people are gonna what i love about a great album a, one great album can be where it's really cohesive that mm. can be something fabulous but when you get an album that's got so many different sounds and you have a new favorite each day mm. it's like today mm. i really feel this one or today mm. i really feel this one i think that's what Scala Hearts is going to be for people because the songs are so different. Talking of different, probably even bigger in the drama front, we have Living in Sin. Oh, I love that song. That is <laughs> dark, Ricky, dark, 100% dark. pure, wild Ricky. <laughs> <laughs> it really is. Well, that's, yeah, it's quite a dark song. It's, um, yeah, yeah. It, it's kind of um, when I when I started writing the the melody for it, and um, there's like a little riff on the intro and w over these kind of sad chords, and it just kind of um, it just made me think about like family relationships and how how some people have very close ties to their their family and others not so close, um, and I just thought that was a really interesting subject matter. So that's kind of like what inspired it, and I have a couple of friends. Yes, um, I can relate to this one. <laughs> <laughs> that have um, particularly difficult yeah. relationships with, um, you know, with, with certain members of their family. So yeah. um, I, I kind of uh, pulled upon um, my own experiences and other people's experiences yeah. as well. And it was, um, it, was, it, was, it was quite a cathartic song to write, actually. Yeah. And um, I'm very proud of it. And uh, Did you tell Nina what it was about when you shared it with her, or did you, did you yes, find it herself? Yes, I did. I did. did yeah. And um, actually, it wasn't going to go on the album, no. to be honest with you, because the rest of the album is, is very much um, a collab more collaborative, I would say, as in co-written. Nina would always come up with ideas uh, lyrically. Um, and oh, she makes some very significant contributions. Oh no, absolutely, absolutely. But, Perfectly um, delivered moments. But but Nina said, "No, this is this is your song. The the, the lyrics says it all, yeah. and I, I I can't. I'm not going to touch that. Not, That's yeah, perfect. Yeah. Bless you. Yeah." But you do still make a really brilliant contribution she to it when you does. hear it. You'll, you'll she know what certainly we mean. does. So your words. <laughs> <laughs> I just landed my vocals. Uh, <laughs> but, and living in sync can mean different. I think that song can, will, is one that will mean different things to different people. Yeah. But yeah. I'll hear. Everyone will find a different message from it. I think yeah. it won't yeah. necessarily be what we hear, what we yeah. think of, what we know yeah, yeah, to be absolutely. about. But other people will find something else in it, which yeah. is what great songs are meant to be personal to to you as the listener in terms of yeah. what it does for you so we um the next song some people will be familiar with already because it's been out once in one 
uh, version, um, and it's Gold Heart. It's one of my favourite songs, uh, one of my favourite <laughs> Nina songs, um, but it's got a, a, a new spin, shall we say. Describe that new spin for me on Gold Heart. It's actually quite funny. It's actually an old spin. Is it an old spin? Isn't it? Yes. <laughs> We've yes. gone back to almost version A yes. before version B. Absolutely, right? But yeah. with a bit of additional... What do you used to call it? Pizzazzing. It's got <laughs> a bit of an extra Ricky pizzazz on it, hasn't it? The, the version of Goldheart that we've got. It, it's bolstered. Bolstered, yes. Let's say that. Yeah. Let's say it's yeah. bolstered. Yeah. I always think, when I hear it, and mm -hmm. the lyric it might be something very different in terms of what you mean, I always think it describes Ricky. I oh, think it describes your, so how you feel right. about Ricky and your relationship with him. When you, when yeah. you describe... The chorus could be written like it's you. Yeah, it's I absolutely, think, oh. because I know when you first sent me the song and what, what it meant to you and what it was about for mm. you, um, that's, um, you know, when I was singing, that's what I was thinking about. But obviously the, the person you were th maybe thinking about, um, I don't know personally. Mm. So for me, it really became you, you know, yeah. singing, and singing I hear it, him. you know, I, I think it's heart. about, you know, yeah. This most generous man that yeah. you'll ever meet. Yeah. It's, it's you. You, and you basically, have the gold heart. Exactly. And I've just been using a yellow heart in my emoji yeah. <laughs> ever since. I, yeah. <laughs> you know? Absolutely. So, so I think, folk, I think it's, a, it's a Cynthia version. I think it's fair to say. I think people will, will love it. Yeah. Not that we don't love the slightly rockier version of it, but I think the Cynthia version fits so beautifully yeah. in the scheme of the record. Very uplifting. It is very mm. uplifting. Yeah. Um, we have three to go. Let's talk about Night and Day. It's one of the songs that I think production-wise is, is a track It's a track that gives me a bit of Kim circa 1983, Catch As Catch Can. Oh, okay. Yeah. There's, there's a little bit of, um, of House of Slow Me and Dream Sequence in yeah. parts yeah. of it for me. Um, so I hear some real classic Ricky Wilde mm. production in, in this one, which you might not pick up on if, if you're not familiar with that very specific mm. era that album Catch As Catch Can but it's got that feel to it um, I, I was very influenced by OMD on this particular mm. track as well there's a, a synth riff that and that's very uh, OMD they always had these beautiful little synth riffs sort of running through their verses um, and I used, to, I used to love well I still do I, I think they're amazing OMD. We've been lucky enough to work with them a, a few times. Great Some of people. OMD as well, by the yeah. way. Oh, may say. We all do. And yeah. they're, they're, they're such amazing people and um, so ta so very talented. So um, so that was um, a big influence on the musically. Um, uh, lyrically, um, Nina was would drove this one. Yeah, it's a, it's an emotional big time. Mm, yeah, again, it's, it's um very um personal because of what i've what i had gone through at the time and it's just um kind of breaking the chains again you know bit relationship yeah, you yeah. know whatever people when they listen to it it can mean something else to them but that's kind of you know um just just you know facing me, the darkness like and freedom. to see the light it's a song about freedom that's it's what i exact breaking the chains someone feeling yeah. i've often said to you it's, it's the it's the whole the guy the caged bird sings exactly mm. absolutely in terms of your your you know you're becoming free yeah because sometimes you um you you might be um in a relationship where you really shouldn't be in or you know you just um 
it's it's not fitting or it can be a little bit controlling or you know some people go through very traumatic things and they might not feel like they have the confidence to walk away yeah. and that's what it's about really it's just walking away and you know freeing yourself yeah. from the mm. chains yeah mm. it's um and again vocally it's i think it's probably one of the your strongest vocals it builds it's got Thank this you. epic build hasn't it in mm. terms of yeah. the way the vocal is kind of almost angelic it, it, it's it's and it's quite a, a powerful chorus yes. which i really like what mm. you did with the uh, instrumental it's very powerful it um, feels like three songs in one yeah in, in, mm. it's got so many composite parts dynamic yeah yeah mm. it, it it kind of goes so many places yeah again it's quite dramatic together. isn't it, 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 it like drama, drama. drama. like a drama llama. musical drama of course there's lots of fun too people just to be <laughs> yeah, yeah. Lots of fun. fun 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 but, but there are some some big moments so fighter how Ooh. do we feel about fighter oh i absolutely adore fighter okay um, what, what's special for it you? It started quite differently, actually. And then, for some reason, we both felt like um, it needed um, a new approach. Mm. And <laughs> you literally worked on it. I don't know. The next day, you sent it to me. And I was just absolutely blown away. It's so beautiful. It starts off very, very emotional and quite intimate. And it just goes off on one it and does. just flies away and takes all the wings with you. It <laughs> it's just so powerful. And it's it's called Fighter, of course. And it's also, again, you know, finding your inner strength and, and knowing how powerful you are. Yeah. And, and, you know, and, and being confident in what you're doing, what you believe in and who you are, knowing that you're a good person. And that's kind of what it means to me. But it's a great song. I we played it. it to our mutual good friend Steve Anderson when he was mm. here oh, for a visit Steve. in yeah, the studio. Yeah. Hi Steve. And Hello. love and, you Steve. And he loved Fighter. It, oh, he, it was I think That's it was great. his favourite when he when yeah. he heard it. It Amazing. was another epic one. There's a lot of epic production. Yeah, I don't think Ricky can't do not epic. No, it's, yeah. not, <laughs> it's not within him, is it? To no. do to do kind of minimal. It's not it's not really well we say this but then you see what he does with Kim's acoustic show when they do the strip shows and it's totally within him to do that too. Oh, so, there you go. so he can just do strip it all shows. he can just do it strip all shows. not stripped <laughs> stripped acoustically stripped not you not wearing any clothes no one so needs I that, that acoustic <laughs> strip shows no that, that's um... <laughs> Now there's a pitch. Now there's a pitch. Oh, there <laughs> Not yeah. that type. Yeah. Musically yeah. stripped. Just now, originally, that song, um, we, we kind of finished it and, it and it sounded nice and it was all good and I was quite happy with it. Um, but it, it just sounded a bit... Um, um, it wasn't a moment. I didn't feel it was a particular moment that mm. I wanted to to go to yeah. or flick forward yeah. to yeah. for yeah. whatever reason and and uh, every other track on that album in different ways did have a moment yeah. and and so that was bugging me a bit yeah. about it and so um i kept uh, nina's vocal um changed the tempo slightly um and changed the melody on the vocal um using melodyne and redid the whole backing track and with different chords and everything was all changed and it suddenly transformed from a kind of 8 out of 10 song well not even that, probably a 7 or a 6 out of 10 to, uh, for me, one of the best songs on the album Yeah, 
Yeah, it's you've got pretty much an album of singles, to, <laughs> to be honest, now, in terms of the way that it's all come together. Um, it is, it's another stunner. And so we end our track by track with a track that, that the Kim Wilde fans the real fans will know um, it's it's a B-side and Nina you will know this that Kim and Ricky have the most ridiculous catalogue of B-sides you know on their greatest hits album that came out they had a disc that was just B-sides that many artists would kill for if that were their A-sides of course yeah the quality yeah. was yeah. so good yeah um, it's definitely one of the fan favourites I don't want to reveal this one but what I will say is, is that you know this and you meant you touched upon it earlier it's had lots of there's lots of versions of this floating around <laughs> um, but if I I tell you, and this might lead people to know what track it's coming, that Ricky Wilde can do a very good Giorgio Moroder. Oh, yes, absolutely. <laughs> tell us about the very okay, special so, um, track. Do you know what it was the B-side of? I do. It was the B-side of the second time. Okay, so... It's done his homework. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You see, I didn't know that, so that's why I asked it. But I'm making it, making it sound like uh, I knew, but I actually didn't have a <laughs> that's clue awesome. at all. Um, yeah, so second time it was, was written and recorded, and MCA was saying, yeah, we love it, and it's going to be a single. We need a B-side, like, really quickly in the next couple of days. So I said, okay, fine, don't worry about it. Uh, went into my uh, then studio at Select Sound, went in there, booted all the gear up, um, and wrote Lovers on the Beach. And what that, a song. which, fini know, which finished up being the, the B side. Um, but the whole process was so quick, such a fast process of writing it, recording it, um, and getting the masters over to MCA and then getting it on the B side and it was released. That it, it didn't really sink in for me how strong it was as a, as a song, and I, and on retrospect, for years I've always thought there was a little bit more in, in Lovers of, uh, Lovers on the Beach than than what was what what, what happened to yeah. it. You know, it I just felt it. Yeah. yeah, I think it deserved a little bit more than that. Yeah. I think so. I, I just thought as a, a to try out whether whether Nina would be up for it, and so I just reprogrammed it all up, um, and did my uh, my best Giorgio Moroder impression oh, that I possibly could. Um, and it's a I, disco moment. And is it amazing? <laughs> I'm so into it. But I didn't know how how it could or whether it would fit on 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 the album. Um, but I sent it over to Nina anyway, and I said, "Look, this this is." just an idea I've had and if you're not feeling it don't worry about it if you are great because it's not a, a typical kind of Nina song at mm. all is it no it's yeah, not I, I've true. not heard you sing anything like no. that <laughs> um and and uh, to my amazement um Nina came back and said I love this and I want to give it a go so um it's so disco can I just say it's so disco but what a vocal what a vocal, <laughs> what a vocal man but but the breakdown so so you know it's it's got the original kind of um structure of lovers mm. on the beach but when you go for Moroda halfway through my god and and again shouting out to Steve Anderson again he you shared that with him and he was very much like this has to be on the record you have yeah. to both know how good this is because it was I don't think either of you really knew how good this one was <laughs> I think you're too close to it because obviously you've yeah. got a history yeah, yeah, it was yeah. new to you and very different but every time when track listings were coming up and there was a 
a slight chance it might not make the cut. I was just like, no! <laughs> People have to hear this version yeah. of this song because it's... Well, this, this was also the track that where there was the 7-inch and the 12-inch version. So the the 12, for me, had was the moment. It's it it a just had a moment. moment. And um, the 7... I was, loved it, but I, it, again, it just didn't have the same impact as the as the twelve. So, for me, um, that was the one that had to come off, and and hence, LA Dreamers yeah. was born. And you like singing it, I take? I absolutely yeah. love it, yeah. And just knowing that, you know, it's Kim's song and she sang it before and I adore it. Um, I'm so happy that I was able to, you know, make you also happy with it <laughs> and make yeah. you proud. You, brought, and, you yeah, know, like, it, it makes it, that you I wanted me to people, sing that. It will be a new song to, yeah. to so many people. It will feel like it, it isn't a cover. It is such a good song. It will feel like yeah. a, a brand new a brand new song to absolutely them. yeah it really is and I really love the whole Jojo Moroda vibe oh. I mean I'm so into disco and you know music and um, I do, I do yeah, feel there's a, a Nina sexy. Disco album in you somewhere mm. I, do, I do feel or, or, or on a tallow disco yeah, yeah, oh yeah, yeah. absolutely that, that's, maybe that'll be yeah. the next one that's definitely <laughs> I, can, I can hear that there. your hear voice that. just seems like it'd be so well suited oh to definitely it. and I definitely. know a producer that's available <laughs> for that project <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that would be fantastic. Oh, dear. So, so we've reached the end of our run-through of, of the incredible tracks that you're going to hear very soon. So, August, we're going to have LA Dreamers. We think Scarlet Hearts is probably going to land somewhere in September. Um, it's going to blow your minds, people. Get ready for, for what's coming. These two folks sat in front of me have, have truly made a pop masterpiece for, for of all times. It's going to stand up to the test of time because your production is so timeless. Um, oh, it, it's going to stand mm. up. You've got into into the stratosphere, Nina, in terms of your vocal and, you. and, the, and the confidence that you bring to the record, which is you sound like a new artist, a different <laughs> artist in terms of where you've gone. So thank you both so much for making the record first of all because well, thank you lee for making it happen so yeah. much pleasure <laughs> and secondly thanks for for doing the chat today i think the fans will love hearing how how this record came together and what the songs mean to you as well it'll um really resonate with them when they get to hear it properly what's next for ricky times nina in terms of obviously we're gonna we're gonna hopefully um might have a live show maybe one day oh, could we see be, that that would happening? be lovely wouldn't it that would be lovely um Watch this space. Okay, yeah, we, we will. I yep. think I, I, I feel a London Berlin kind of, Ooh, you know, nice. yeah, type. yeah. There's, there's definitely talks. Um, we'll see if we can make it happen. I think we both definitely will be up for making that happen. I think fans will really love it, and I feel like the album deserves to be seen or to be experienced live. Yeah, and I mean, there's the chance to throw in Runaway into the set. Absolutely. We should also give props, the track we haven't talked about, The Wire. So whilst not one of the Ricky Wilde tracks on Cynthian, the Cynthian remix album came out. Tell us, Nina, how that must have felt for you in terms of, of A, Ricky's remix, but a rather special guest vocalist appeared. I mean, it's... It was a dream come true, really. I mean, I, I don't know what else to, to call it. it really, uh, and, and it was such a surprise because I had no idea. So I knew you wanted to do a remix of The Wire, but then you came back and, first of all, it was absolutely incredible. You know, the guitar solo and wow, <laughs> it's so sexy. It's huge, isn't it? Yeah. It really is huge and so epic. And, um, and then just having Kim sing on it and, and duet with me. And, um, yeah, I must have been 
jumping on yeah. <laughs> wherever yeah. I was sitting or standing, you know, it's it's for moment, hours. It? Yeah, it was. Yeah. It really was yeah. really special moment and very humbling experience again. And um, but yeah, it was. It's it's one of those things I will never forget. It was it was a yeah. really really special moment to have um, you guys. You know. Do a remix. Um, well, most, uh, Kim was thrilled because she, loved it, she, she, she yeah. I played her the track and and she came into the studio while I was working on the remix, and um, and she she said this sounds absolutely beautiful, absolutely gorgeous, Amazing. and um, and I said well if you want to sing a few few lines on there, she said really. I said, yeah, come on, let's do it. Oh, and that's it how it all happened. So it was, again, yeah. it was just it was very off the cuff and. Um, but yeah, Kim Kim loved the whole process. Yeah. Amazing, amazing. Yeah. And Could she sounded amazing on it. Yeah, absolutely. And you both sound amazing together. So powerful. So natural together as oh, well. Oh, that's great. Yeah. yeah. So that was another... Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Moment of Ricky Wild magic. Yeah. Um, so thank you both for today. So I've been Lee Bennett. I've been with Ricky and Nina talking about Nina's musical career to date and about the very exciting news that we have a Ricky Wild Times Nina album called Scarlet Hearts that will be in your ears very, very soon. Thank you both. Thank you, my pop pimp. <laughs> Very welcome. <laughs> Thank you, Lee. <laughs> you have been listening to Unsung Heroes with me, Ricky Wilde, and Lee Bennett. Produced and created by myself and Jake Wood for Wildwood Productions. With music and editing, again by myself, Ricky Wilde, Artwork by Scarlet Wild and hosted by Acast. Just to remind you that there is a link in the notes directing you to a Spotify playlist featuring all the songs we have discussed in this episode. Many thanks for listening. Oh, 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 oh,